from Starlight Reunion Studios. This is Artists Interviewing Artists. An unedited freeform discussion and dialogue between creative humans. To find out more about the artists we interview and to view the multimedia related to these interviews, check out starlightreunion.com. Starlight Reunion. We believe in cultivating space for the freedom of expression. I'm Christopher Morris. Welcome to episode two of Artists uh, Interviewing Artists. Uh, I'm here with Brendan Iero and Molly Huffman. Is that good, Brendan? Yeah, that Iero. sounds good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they form a duo uh, in many different pursuits. Uh, I know them uh, in a lot of different. Um, sort of uh, experiences, but today I want to sort of focus in on this um, project they have, Project Anima, um, which I will try to describe and then let you guys actually describe better than I will, because okay. that's generally, um, it, it's a, a collage done with stop time animation with, with time-lapse cameras and projectors and music sometimes <laughs> and costumes <laughs> and uh it has a really cool sort of layered effect because it's done in real time but there are different levels of glass that you guys use um i don't know do you guys have like uh it's an obnoxious term but like elevator speech for what it is or how you describe it or do you have the opposite of an elevator speech? Because that's even better. <laughs> I've never even heard that term, but... Well, I try to describe it as like a real-time collage because that was kind of the inspiration for it was more of a collage. Something that we could project to do visuals, typically in, you know, like a music setting and have the aesthetics of like a collage, like a real collage, because I think a lot of times digital artists these days are super digital and that's cool too, but there's something about paper and, you know, the you organic can, sort of feel that goes with that. Yeah, the fact that you can tell it's actually cut out pieces of paper. So yeah, kind of stop motion, bits of paper smashed together yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like, the, I like the term smash together, but it's like a gentle kind of smashing. Yeah, um, it's very fluid smashing. Fluid smashing, exactly. <laughs> um, one of the things I like about it uh, is that um, it's collage, but I tend to think of collage as like a layering of things that's only going one direction. Mm -hmm. like you're starting out with with some sort of a base and then you're layering upon that uh what i've experienced with your work with project anima is that there's a much more fluid dynamic because you take pieces of collage away you move them to different layers of the collage they move to different spaces um is there did you guys sort of stumble on that idea or is that just something you played with and like is an organic outcome well, the initial idea was to have it be a moving collage, you know, <clears throat> but it very quickly seemed to just kind of like 
every time we did it, a new idea would form sort of like yeah, it a was new. Pretty organic. I mean, I think it, at least, I don't know. I think we both had the idea as we were doing it. We kept talking about like, well, okay, so if we do this in front of people, you know, at a party or with music and people involved, you know, how do we, how do we keep this going? Because, right, you know, mm-hmm. you could record a few stop motion things and stop motion takes forever. Mm-hmm. So our setup, we kind of like initially just landed on this kind of system that self repeats and it drops kind of the last frame after a certain amount of time and it automatically captures the next frame to get put in the... So that creates more layers <clears throat> as if it was So it also repeats a lot, <laughs> which helps us kind of not be as stressed with finding something else right away because it's kind of on a big loop, but again, the last frame gets dropped out and the first frame kind of gets added every time it goes through the loop. Okay. Um, do you, do you have like an approximate number of stills that you take between that loop or is that a variable that you can change? So maybe it takes five pictures and then goes back to the third picture you took and, and starts there again. Is that sort of the concept? Yeah. So it's adjustable. So anywhere between five and I don't know. Yeah. I don't even think about like that part of it. Uh That's just, you know, I mean, Brendan's doing that. I did the programming and I can't even tell you what the buffer length is because <laughs> uh, it's just it's purely just every time we play with it we're just kind of adjusting things just kind of on the fly so yeah so so it is software based and I should let people know that we'll put up uh, some links to this on the on the Starlight uh, website and and do some multimedia stuff so you can take a look at this while you're listening to this if you want um, that sort of leads into um, uh, that sort of leads into this idea of there's a there's a very organic fluidity to it, yet it is very technologically based. Um, uh, so I know Brennan, you were saying that you that you run have set up the system where it takes um, takes photos and then runs them into some software that you've built. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk about that a little bit about just what it does? Yeah. So the software is touch designer and touch designer is really cool because it's just free form you can program anything you want you can hook up anything to the computer you can hook up cameras sensors anything you want and it's really easy to take that input and start playing with it so that's the um so using touch touch designer um uh i developed this kind of anima system but it basically just actually use my cell phone we have some some of these mechanical arms they look kind of crazy when we attach them to the table but basically the camera which is my phone is just a video source fed into the computer and then it just snaps a picture every so often and feeds that into the uh the buffer. So I'm I'm kind of the technical <clears throat> person pressing the buttons and trying to get the camera straight and doing all these things while Molly is the the person actually arranging stressing out about what comes next. <laughs> 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 um, 
I um, yeah, I, I get that. I, it's what something that really drew me to it when I first uh, saw what you guys were doing is like this organicness, even though it's very technologically bound. There's a there's a fluidity, and it's, a, it's something I learned as an artist about when I started to move a little bit more into DJing and 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 addition to being a musician with live instruments is that I was really worried about this idea of the technology taking over, like giving me these very rigid parameters of like you can do this and you can't do this and this is what these are like but it seems to me like you guys have done this in this multimedia format where the technology is a is a like a like a brush like a, a tool and a palette and yeah. that to me is really interesting <clears throat> I found that out about the DJing too once I got into it is like there are, there are all these ways to beautifully manipulate these found objects yeah um, I think I think that that really drew me to it and I know that you that you, Molly, do a lot of visual art, um, mm -hmm. and that this collage work, some of it comes from found pictures. Um, is there any of it that you, any of the parts of the collage that you do that are, uh, that come from artwork you've done? Yeah, at first it was just, like, first time we did it, we literally sat on the floor with just stacks of magazines, and we both just cut a bunch of stuff out, and then... Um, I started thinking like, oh, I wish I had more eyeballs or hands or, and so I was like, I'll just like start drawing things for anima and then just other drawings I've done, you know, I just, let's just see how this would look as a background or <clears throat> yeah. So now I've just kind of started incorporating Mm -hmm. things that I draw into it definitely think a lot about it when I draw these days like how mm. how, how will this work and you know but yeah I think one night you pulled out this big bag of feathers that you had oh yeah some of those in your yeah, yeah. I, I should I should let people know that I have the inside line because Project Anima did a video for an album that I did um it was phenomenal, uh, and people have been astounded by it. Um, and that was one of the things I noticed is that you, there were three-dimensional objects mm -hmm. in there, which is interesting because you know it's a two-dimensional representation on a, a screen. Um, and I, the way the shadows from the feathers and some of the other things that you had in there, that really added this sort of depth that that I hadn't seen before. And the concept of collage, like. Usually yeah. It was very tight layered, but this had this organic depth to it, which is another really interesting thing. Yeah. Um, uh, have you sort of um, uh, started to think about like more and more different sort of items that you can put in there that you, that you suddenly sort of like uh, are compelled to grab or use? It seems like, like the natural world, there's so much there. Yeah, we do need to play around with that a little bit more. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Yeah, use, there's like that, there's that comb behind you that I used in uh, one session, and that looked pretty cool. Um, and then a friend of mine gave me some, you know, big are they concave lenses? Oh yeah, those glass. Yeah, just lenses. big glass lenses. Like so four inch diameter <clears throat> lenses. They're crazy. I'd put those on top of images, and that. Ooh, that's yeah, yeah you get and this then just crazy like shifted distortion. them around. Yeah, you know, with things underneath and. Yeah, the the um, 
once again, for people who sort of are listening to this and not looking at it, the camera is anywhere from well, like two feet above the surface you're working on, give or take. Yeah, anywhere from Maybe. two feet to three. Yeah, and then if I remember correctly, there's two or three or four glass. Two. Two? Actually, um, the first night we did it, I took the glass out of that floating frame. And <laughs> I used it? Just until a week ago when I got a new sh uh, shitty floating frame. <laughs> <laughs> I put that picture back that up. <laughs> yeah. So, so part yeah, of your two sort pains of glass and then just some styrofoam. Yeah, to separate yeah. the the panes of glass so you can get things in between them. Yeah. Yeah. So effectively, there's three layers, right? There's like the base oh, yeah. table. Three layers. Yep. Whatever is underneath the very bottom layer of glass, then yeah. the first layer of glass, and then the third layer of glass. So we kind of have three layers. Right. But we've been talking for a long time about making a better system with maybe maybe more panes of glass. I don't know. Um. I mean, it's worth trying. But... We keep we keep kind of changing it up, but mm -hmm. for now, it's just two panes of glass and the table, which gives us three layers. Yeah, that seems like it's it seems like that organic uh, feel to that's also reflected in your process of like becoming more intricate with your design and learning about it and adding different concepts. So it's like a it's an orga organic sort of breathing art form which i think is really interesting that you you don't have a set palette or you don't have a set sort of you're not oil painting you mm -hmm. know, you're not like sculpting with a, a piece of clay like you know, there's a, there's all these elements you're bringing together and then you're filtering them through software and a camera and then something i've talked about yeah is that you project them out yeah uh with with projectors, sometimes huge projections. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like on the side of buildings downtown. Yes. Um, yeah. Where there's convenient power outlets on the side. <laughs> show up. Yeah. Um, Thank you. First in State Bank. Yeah, exactly. Yes. By. Um, the Millennium Building. Yeah, making a very generic downtown brick building of some of the most bland architecture I think I've seen in my entire life uh, add to this sort of functioning uh, piece of art that's temporal that disappears. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the temporal, that's a good word, I like that because <clears throat> it is very temporary and it disappears you know. And then everything's just swept back into a box <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's organized, and then at the end of the night, it's just like... I love this idea that, like, something that could be in a box under your bed can can transform into a 40-foot-tall by 30-foot-tall image on the side of a building. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty sweet. That's an interesting, like, concept <laughs> of artistic scale. Totally. Because even just looking at the work while you're doing it, uh, where you're doing the collage in real time, mm -hmm. like that's fascinating. That's its own piece of art. Is like not only the not only the the actual canvas, the yeah. glass you're working on being rejected, <clears throat> but the process you guys are doing. So it's this really interesting inner tie that I haven't really experienced before. Between uh, you see it in music all the time because musicians perform mm -hmm. live a lot, 
but you don't often see artists like like visual artists or multimedia artists performing a lot. Sometimes you're seeing something they've worked on, you know, for eons in their house or in their studio somewhere as a, as a finished right. project. But this is like an organic, live, fluid, um, uh, improvisational thing that you're doing. Um, and I think that's something I hadn't hadn't seen in visual arts like that before, except for maybe live painting at a at a at a festival or a venue. But that's all. That's also very much more narrow like you know what's happening there's a canvas and there's a certain palette that someone's using and there's generally like one thing that they're constructing whereas you guys are constructing this fluid thing that moves in and out um when you started it did you have this idea that you wanted to project it onto something larger yeah that was kind of brendan's yeah you know i think that was the initial goal thought process mm-hmm. yeah and that's it an interesting idea because when we're sitting over there and I'm looking down, <clears throat> I'm seeing one thing here, you know, and I look at that little, how big is that little screen? Like six by 10 or something. This, I look at that, this little teeny screen that's like on one of those arms in front of my face and I'm seeing what it looks like from the camera. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I kind of know where to move things because what I'm looking at looks completely different, but still cool. And then Brennan has another monitor. <laughs> so many monitors. <laughs> um, off to the side so that we can both see what the finished product looks like after he's been kind of tweaking it with his program on his computer, which is in front of him. So he's got yet another screen in front of his face. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think the goal was always <clears throat> to replace the the little the small monitor as like a bigger monitor to show people whether that's a projection or just a big screen somewhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. But it, it's kind of cool. Like I'm always like looking down, then looking up, and then mm-hmm. looking over, and then <laughs> standing up and coming around to see what he's looking at. And I don't know. So like several different canvases is kind of the idea it was yeah that's something i thought of too that there are actually something out of that there's sort of like three pieces of art all being created at the same time because you have the projection uh what brendan is getting that he is manipulating with filters and design and then what you are originally doing mm-hmm. yeah and that's yeah that's a really interesting i hadn't thought of it like that before too it's almost like in my experience of watching you guys do it it's almost like i'm torn between uh looking at the projection on whatever it is because i i i i'm so fascinated by that but then also that you guys are actually creating there so it's almost there's like three really interesting things going on at, at once to, yeah to create this create this larger thing it's very very interesting yeah the live aspect of it too is really cool because i like a lot of electronic music and i like going to shows and stuff but a lot of djs will you know there's a there's a certain performance element that's kind of missing a lot of times with djs especially when they're just behind a macbook pro or something yeah and it's really hard to tell yeah it's you know and then i've seen it 
the case where the DJ just leaves for a bit and the music gets really good and you're like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I just have this ear where like I see the DJ, a DJ moving his hands more than a couple inches, like the flare thing. I don't know if you've noticed that one. Like the, like, oh, the yeah. arms tend to go mm-hmm. up in the air a bit. I'm always like, that usually means there's not much going on. It's like, it's, it's like, it's the, like whatever track is playing is... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, there might be like the opposite of, of whatever that, that motion going on is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm. so I really wanted to, I mean, I think both were motivated, we're both motivated by that aspect of like the live part of it and seeing people perform and just, you know, not seeing a lot of that these days mm-hmm. um really wanting to embrace okay how do we maximize the interactivity and the live aspect of okay this is what's really going on they're real pieces of paper and there's there's really a camera pointed at it and there's these mm-hmm. two weird people manipulating <laughs> things like in this on this table or something and yeah it's like, like doing a science project in the corner yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and I, I know we've, we've talked about doing uh doing some of the live stuff that you guys did for my album project at some point together and then i've been trying to coerce you guys to get on the stage with the rest of us musicians and i think i saw a little bit of tom york from radiohead doing something with a dj and a graphics guy and all three of them were on stage together looking at each other the the projection was insane. It was a hundred eighty degree curved Sweet. Uh, screen <clears throat> behind them. But I really like that idea of so many times with with um, tie in between uh, the visuals and the and the audio at especially at electronic music shows. There's like a disconnect. You don't know where that's coming from, or it's in the back, or sometimes it's not. It doesn't even seem relevant to to what the music is. Um, yeah, or, or the other way around that the the art is uh, the art is much more interesting than the music sometimes. So I like think that um, that sort of goes back to the point we're talking about where there's more than you guys are doing sort of more than one experience for people at a, at a time. And a lot of times, if you're just looking at a projection passively, you don't realize there's this whole uh, creative process going on somewhere behind it. Um, and I think that's something in Starlight we are trying to try to, to do more is to is to separate to not separate those boundaries between technician and artist. Mm-hmm. And I think that that really sort of shows what you guys are doing. Um, and and uh, I, I hope that we can sort of work on a way to tie in more of that so that that people can see that creative process. Um, I, when we did that live projection downtown, I got to actually sit down and do some collage for a little while, which was unbelievably fun. Like it, you made looked, some cool shit. Like yeah, I, you did. <laughs> but I, it, it brought me back to like second grade. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden it was like shape and color and congruency. And then I was, I was sort of like what you were saying, Molly. I was like so focused in on like this shape stuff. And then I looked up and I realized, wow, Brennan's got this whole other piece of creativity going on with these with these designs I'm working on and there's a whole different thing going on over here on the side of this giant building um, and that was really cool too like go from that yeah. macro thing to that to 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 this amazing real-time sort of interpretation that Brenda was doing and that was a, a cool so you guys sort of like that's been a sort of a theme from the beginning with that with you guys mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah I think we were just kind of 
laying in bed awake at night one night trying to figure out how can we do an art project together because Molly's so talented with like drawing and the traditional art kind of skill level mm-hmm. stuff and I'm more like tech person so like how do we combine those two things and I think we I think we figured it out <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we... yeah yeah yes. I mean, it's great it's and I love super this fun idea that it's um it's so fluid, so there'll be there'll be changes. It, there'll be the more interesting directions that it can go. I think that's really, I think that's a, yeah. Like that's sort of inspiring too. I sort of envision like um, some sort of installation where uh, where we can engage the audience and part of that too. Yes, mm-hmm. I definitely want to do that. Yeah, I, think I really that would be really fascinating. Yeah. I like that idea. Um, they can't touch my paper stuff, though. <laughs> <laughs> Put it all back in. <laughs> I wanted to talk about your your um, your collage pieces a lot because I find them really interesting. Like, there's this mixture of organic um, things and sort of um, like iconography of of different. Like, I remember like some Buddhist imagery and some sort of maybe Hindu temple-esque imagery and then like a lot of organic uh, flowers and leaves and it's an interesting tie together for me to that. I'm not sure if your palette has changed some since since I looked at that project but like it seems like there's an interesting um, juxtaposition between the organic world and, and, and these sort of artifacts I would call them or like I don't know what you would call them. Um, of sort of spirituality for like, lack of a better word or yeah. I don't know I'll let you try to describe it <laughs> well I mean it a lot of it tends to just come from whatever you know resource we find mm-hmm. <laughs> so lots of you know national geographics and but then we've also been you know like go through New Yorkers and and then I've had some really old like art books that just were collecting dust. Um, so I went through those. Um, but I don't know. I feel like all those things have their own story. And so it's just kind of, you know, that's how it is in my head. I just kind of weave the those stories together. Because mm-hmm. it's like we've got a lot of kind of outer space imagery too yeah um yeah i I think a lot of it now that i'm sort of trying to reflect back i was thinking about why it makes me feel like i was in second grade i realized now that it's like the national geographic feel to some of it like you know pre-instant internet like Mm -hmm. national geographic was a thing in our art class that like got demolished and used Mm -hmm. for all kinds of different things you know and that i think that that's really interesting. They're like photographs, almost of a of a way of perceiving the world before we had an internet. Mm-hmm. And I think that's now that you talk about it. That's like what. And you get some really raw photography in National Geographic too. You get a lot of, you know, cultural portraits of people looking really serious or looking really. You know, they're just in their yeah. culture. They're in their <clears throat> own element, mm-hmm. and and you can cut that out. And, you know that's now a character in one of the stories and (laughs) (laughs) yeah and now there's a lot of like macro photography too and yeah so 
You're just a real. Yeah, I think, I think maybe from growing up, like getting National Geographic and Smithsonian and in the mail and being a kid, like I've always been drawn to that style of photography and like the idea that at one point in time we took photos and then we either went in a dark room to see what happened or we sent them away and they came back. Um, and, and I think that like, I think that is also an interesting juxtaposition with the, all the technology that's involved with what you guys do. Like it would be really simple to, to just have a, have a library of digital imagery and, mm -hmm. and do that digitally and like do the collage work digitally somehow. But you guys are taking an old medium and using the technology and also instantly taking a photograph of it, but at the same time this this like this sort of very, very uh curated icon iconography. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's super interesting. <laughs> it's uh it's interesting. Do you got I I have like a couple questions I like to ask everybody. Um Mostly because they're questions I'd like for people to ask me. Um, and one of them is uh, sort of, I know that in my brain, if time and resources weren't an object, I've got some art projects that I'd love to do um, involving like paying a lot of really good musicians a lot of money and spending time doing stuff. Do you guys have like some like, larger dream projects you want to do even outside of Project Anima, like if you had the resources to do them or even the time to explore the concept of doing them, do you have like some big, crazy, fun project? Outside of Project Anima? Yeah. If money was no option. If money was no option, <laughs> resources were, were available. I bet Brendan's got some grand ideas. I mean, I'm always thinking about <laughs> yeah, these I ideas. <laughs> I mean, just one of the things I, I mean, I draw a lot of, um, inspiration from things I just see online, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but I recently saw just a picture or no, it was a video actually of this kid. And it was, it was just one of those, you've probably been in them at the fair, those funhouse mirrors, that funhouse maze of mirrors, basically, where you have lights on the ground and you're trying to navigate through the maze, but every triangle looks the same but there is a path through there mm -hmm. the video i saw was this little kid he'd like navigated so far through the, the maze and then he he saw a direct line of sight to the exit and he just ran full force right into a mirror oh. <laughs> <laughs> not that i want to torture people but i think that that would be so fun to build a giant like a really large scale funhouse mirror kind of installation maze, maze with <clears throat> led lighting that could kind of change depending on who's around or something mm. like that mm. and you know those infinity mirrors where the yeah. led lighting goes around a double mirror with the mirror on the other side of it i'm not sure how to explain it exactly but it creates this tunnel that effect but on a large scale yeah. i think would be really fun that would be cool um i feel like you'd have to have some kind of um like tag out function available to people that were overwhelmed like sensor, sensor <laughs> yeah sen just a button yeah. they can yeah, push exactly. and get yeah. rescued by yeah, exactly. yeah. Like some calming like yeah, blue an escape hatch. Yeah. Or just monsters that chase you out. 
<laughs> make it terif- as terrifying as possible. Terrifying as possible. I want to have some of my designs um, printed on textiles um, or like crazy wallpaper for weird people. Um, <laughs> that's kind of one of my... That's very cool. That's not a if I had all the money in the world kind of dream, but, no, you know. No, that's, that's, that's great. I'd have some of that. That's something I could probably do pretty easily. But. Yeah, I think that would be. This is what you need to do, Brennan. You need to design some flexible uh, LED screens so that you could, your anima project could be worn. Oh. Like a shirt? Yeah. Like a shirt. <laughs> Ooh. Mm. And then it's just like moving and changing sounding. while <laughs> yeah. Yeah. somebody's walking around. Yeah. It's just like. I wonder if that has been done. I don't know. I Maybe. bet they have clothing like that, though. They've got a lot of weird fabric things going on these days. Yeah, I know. Uh, you <clears> might <throat> be able to do it, though. It might yeah. be doable. I'm sure the technology will catch up one way or another. Yeah. Then you could, uh, then I would just make pictures of things where I was going so I could hide. <laughs> Camouflage. <laughs> like if I got overwhelmed by people and I wouldn't even talk to them all the time. <laughs> to be having more and more, I could just go stand by a plant and just like blend in. Yeah, like chameleon clothing. Yeah. That's, that's a great idea. That's a good idea. That is. That's your idea. <laughs> oh, so many ideas. So little time. <laughs> Well, this has been super fun, you guys. Yeah. Do um, you have any uh, deep philosophical thoughts to leave us with? Or... Hmm. <laughs> well, I think we should definitely do more downtown projection mapping onto large buildings. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and this is good inspiration, I think, for us to keep going because... Um, yeah, it's easy to let other things take over, and it's good to remember that this is <laughs> a super cool thing that we're doing. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and we need cool to keep doing it. And actually, our, the last time we did it was the first time we actually did like a a stop motion style where we actually... Brendan took the picture. I moved the objects. Took oh, the picture. Interesting. Interesting. It took us about two hours to make like thirteen seconds of video. Yeah. Wow. So. So we like created a story before we did it, and. And actually did the stop motion. Yeah. Yeah, we changed the format a little bit. Um, so yeah, the traditional stop motion thing where it takes forever to do anything, um, which is cool too. Um, just a different style. So, yeah, we might do more of that. Mm-hmm. That was fun. <clears throat> One of the fun um, things about you my... guys did it live um, was that every so often you might see, like, a shadow of a hand or, like, yeah. a, a finger or something or something in motion or, like, a, you know, a piece of the collage that was, that was part way up um, moved. Hi, cat. <laughs> Last time we had a dog barking. Great. Oh. Um, I guess maybe that leads me to one last point uh, is that 
I know from talking to you um, outside of the interview that you guys do this a lot just for fun. Yeah. Like as yeah. as a, as an artistic expression. So that's 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 something I think is really cool too. Yeah, it's a good bonding <laughs> thing. I think you have to you know set aside time for creative endeavors just as much as anything else just to keep the mental balance in check and the you know mental state all healthy because at least for me I do a lot of like analytical work so you know doing the opposite of that is really mentally Mm. healthy I think Mm. just to keep keep the balance and I think people are really drawn to that too I've seen that the times I've seen you do it live that people very much are interested in what you're doing and how you're doing it and, and excited by it in that same way that I think it's, um, there's a group dynamic to it. You guys are working together and each creating your own part of it, but they're definitely tying together. It's very sort of community oriented and then everyone's getting these reactions to what you're doing at the same time too, which is, which is really cool. Yeah, it'll be really fun to see you know, what the reaction is when we can actually, like, perform it at an event or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Just the street reactions have been great. From, yeah. From people have it, so. Yeah. Well, thanks. It's been super fun. We'll, um, we'll put up some stuff on the Starlight Reunion website so people can get a look at what you guys are doing. And, um, do you guys have any of these out anywhere? Um, any of any of the I know we made a couple sort of short films but do you guys have a place where people can look at that or is it just a thing or look at your your other art or your other projects oh we the Instagram feed yeah is is pretty much our main repository cool, cool. yeah is it so project anima at project dot anima okay we'll yeah. put that on the website too so mm-hmm. you guys are, are sharing your stuff up there We'll, you know, maybe we'll get better at sharing in other <laughs> ways. <laughs> well, the Starlight Reunion uh, website will be a perfect place. To, yeah. To yeah. To Stuff there, too. Cool. Yeah, as a nexus or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, great. Thanks, you guys. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Thank Chris. Thank you. Fun. Appreciate fun it. Fun chatting. <laughs> You've been listening to an interview with artists Molly Huffman and Brandon Neer of Project Anima. To see the multimedia aspect of Project Anima, check them out on Instagram at project.anima, A-N-I-M-A. You can also see these things on our website, starlightreunion.com, where you can also check out and get involved in many of the projects we have going on. If you have an artist in mind you would like to interview, get in touch with us there, and we can help facilitate that as well. Starlight Reunion is a not-for-profit artist collective. We believe in cultivating space for the freedom of expression. 